Welcome back to the Fantasy Flavor Podcast, where we spice up your daily dose of fantasy football content. Join Dylan Thomas, Sanat Ansara, and Trenton Roberts as they provide you with player and team analysis, mock drafts, and one-on-one interviews. Hey, what's going on, Fantasy Flavor YouTube viewers and podcast listeners? My name is Dylan. Super excited to join you here with Sanat, and, and today we're going to be talking about some of our sell highs in Dynasty Fantasy Football. So let's start off with you, man. Um, who's one of your sell highs? Yeah, I think people will be surprised with this sell high, uh, but it's based only on price uh, in which he's going on, and my first sell high is Nick Chubb. Um, I have seen him go, like, I, I looked at fantasyfootballcalculator.com with the dynasty ADPs, and he was going ahead of, uh, he was the, I think, fifth running back taken ahead of Kamara, Cook, and Mixon. And uh, I'm not sure if that's accurate because, um, if that website is accurate, but he, I have seen him go before Mixon many times. So I think that's accurate at least, but not before Kamara. In anyways, uh, I... I think that that price is just too much for me to pay with all the question marks that he comes with right now. Uh, The first one is the split with Hunt. So what happened last year was he was having like uh, for the first eight games, Hunt was um, suspended. So he had almost 20 uh, PPR points per game uh, in those eight games. But as soon as Hunt came back, he had almost around 14 PPR points per game. And Hunt also had 14 PPR points per game um, uh, during those eight games in the end. So they had almost like, uh, you know, even, you cannot call even split, but in in terms of points, they were pretty much even. And uh, Hunt, uh, Chubb was getting most of the carries, whereas Hunt was getting most of the receptions. And they both are back again this year. The one difference is that um, the coaching staff has changed and they are not loyal to Chubb anymore. They will see who is the more talented running back and they they will give him a lot of uh, carries or a lot of work. And one thing that was concerning with Chubb last year was the goal line uh, carries. He was not able to convert the goal line carries into touchdowns. He had, I think, 15 carries for negative yards on the goal line. So at one point, I remember one of the game in which, in which he had four straight runs on the goal line and could not convert. So who who is to say that Hunt might take those carries from him? I think Hunt is a very, very talented guy. He has issues, uh, character issues, but on the field, I think he's just electric. Um, so that's why these are the concerns uh, that I have. And I would rather, you know, sell Chubb uh, and maybe get Mixon and something on top of it, or even Clyde Edwards-Helaire, uh, those new guys get a first-rounder on top of them. So these are the things that could hap- happen in trades. Um, and uh, without a pass-catching floor, I'm not very interested in such kind of running backs. 
Yeah, I do think it's good that Stefanski is the new coach, and we saw how good Dalvin Cook was, and even Alexander Madison had work, but it wasn't promising. But Kareem Hunt is way better than Alexander Madison. I know some people love Madison. Um, I do think he's an all right running back, but listen, Kareem Hunt was in the conversation for Offensive Rookie of the Year before Kamara blew up. That was his award. He came second place to it. So, you know, Kareem Hunt's really, really good. So it's going to be a split. And if you have to comp someone to Dalvin Cook role, I mean, isn't Hunt the better comp? Like, he catches the passes like Cook does. Not Chubb, but I'm not saying that the offense will be similar to Minnesota. I think Chubb will still get most of the carries. But I'm saying that Hunt might eat into his carries more than we expect. Yeah, it should and be a full-on committee. Like, if I was coaching the yeah. Browns, like, keep them both fresh. Like, you want to make a playoff run for once. Having both those guys healthy could be really good in December, like we saw with the Derrick Henry. Just pound it with an improved O-line, you know? Just pound the ball. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Um, Let's move on here to my first sell high. And it's another running back who I literally just brought up two seconds ago here. Seamless transition. Derrick Henry. Um, this okay. Here's the thing about Derrick Henry. I'm seeing him going before players like some of the rookies, like Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I've even seen him go like ahead of Nick Chubb sometimes, which is that's crazy to me, too. And that's crazy to me because his future isn't secure at all. This is a guy who got a ton of work in high school and college, and, and this is important because his body's wearing down. I believe he's 26, 27 years old. Um, so he's and even though he's such a big back, right, he's ripped. We've seen the pictures of him next to Mark Ingram. The thing about Derrick Henry is these bodies are going to break down eventually. And if I believe the Titans really wanted Derrick Henry badly, they would have re-signed him to a deal already. Because if you re-sign him to a deal already, it's like one year quicker of getting off of him. You know what I mean? Like, they don't want to keep Derrick Henry around until he's like 30. No, you want to sell these running backs. You've seen how much they don't really matter. Derek, listen, Derrick Henry, what he did is great. And he also doesn't catch passes, but Deion Lewis is gone, and they, Brian Darrington Evans, and, you know, maybe let's see more pass-catching work. And I've seen that kind of be like, an, oh, maybe he's going to start catching passes this year. Maybe screens. But, you know, De- listen, Derrick Henry, I just think the Titans' offense regresses. And if it's regressing, he's only kind of like a one-year buy for me, because I don't know where he's going. Could he go to a team, you know, like maybe like the Bill? I don't know. Right? I don't know. I don't know yeah. where he's going. Do you know? No, exactly. That's why it's so risky, because he's already older. Like, I think he's, like, almost the same age as Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. And we're talking about those guys being, like, old and washed up. I think he's one year younger. One year younger, maybe Two years. a few months. Two years. Two years. I think he's turning 27, and they're both 28. I think Bell might be 27, turning 20. I don't know exactly. But they're close. They're close. To, you know what I mean? People treat him like he's, mm-hmm. like, young, like Nick Chubb, compared to, like, a... You know, like, Le'Veon Bell and, um, obviously, David Johnson. My point is, like, listen, they also lost Jack Conklin, which is a big deal, too. They drafted this first-round tackle who I thought was a guard from Georgia. So, uh, do you want to pull up the ages there and see how close they are? Yeah, um, Henry just turned 26 this year Mm -hmm. in January. So, he'll be 27 next January. I think he's yeah. he's almost um, one year younger to uh, Bell, one one and a half, yeah. and I think more than two to, to David Johnson. And David Johnson's a little older there. Bell's definitely younger, so it's pretty close though. That's my yeah. point. You know what I mean? He's closer than people are thinking, and he's on yeah. the franchise. Listen, the Titans want him back. They would have resigned him already because we've seen how bad these contracts have been. So they'd want to get on that earlier. That way they can, you know what I mean? 
because like the mm -hmm. longer the contract goes on the quicker you can like cut them or just he, the other it can be done with derrick henry he could be a free agent after that so listen derrick henry just to keep it simple that offensive regression unknown future a little bit older i think that's a recipe for a sell yeah yeah definitely i okay we made a mistake I, he is two years younger to bell and two and a half to david johnson almost um and uh, so henry the problem is uh, that the the problem that you said is the regression is very true because last year they were just scoring touchdowns you know every drive they were just scoring touchdowns which is not going to happen again um and they paid tanahill so of course they would want him to shoulder some of the load even more um than before so yeah everything looks like the historic run that he had last year might not happen again and his value is just too high to you know too good to be true yeah he catches like 15 passes a year he got 18 yeah, yeah. last season there's no reception floor with this guy either it's just yeah. touchdown runs so if he doesn't have a touchdown that week is ruined yeah not only that he always starts off the season long go buy him mid-season again when he blows up for like 500 yards versus jacksonville like he does every year like yeah. Be smart that guys. too he always blows off uh, blows up uh, in the second half of the season yeah exactly every time <laughs> all right who's, anyway yeah who's your other sell high pretty controversial here let's hear it yeah this is even more controversial i think <laughs> so my <laughs> yeah people people will be just mad at me some of them uh, my other sell high is uh, michael thomas and uh, the reason is that his value is just crazy right now it is as high as it can ever be, uh, I think. And, uh, you know, again, the question that I think uh, in my mind is, what is the difference between Michael Thomas and Devante Adams? Really? How much are they different? You know, people might think, oh, Thomas is younger. He's not. Yeah. He and Devante, uh, Devante Adams are the same age, which in, in my mind, I also used to think that Michael Thomas is younger, but he's not. He came as an uh, older prospect in NFL, and so him and Adams are the same age. Um, last year, he had, you know, two... Adams did not play the full season, uh, but the, in the games that he played, um, Thomas had two targets more per game than Adams. But if you go one year before, in 2018, Adams had two targets uh, more than Thomas per game. So what changed, one year of production cannot change the value so much. And right now, if you look at the calculators, look at some of the trades, you can easily see that people will give Adams plus a late first for Thomas. I think that's just slam dunk. Uh, people are ready to do those kind of trades. And if you look at the QB situation, Breeze is old. This might be his last year. If they win Super Bowl, this is definitely his last year. And you can say Rogers is also old, but I, Rogers is still better than, uh, I mean, you know, much younger than Breeze is. And Rogers is there for two years. And even if he's gone, Rogers just loves Adam so much. Maybe he'll take him wherever he goes. So that's possible. And uh, so, and uh, again, Green Bay. This year, who who else is the receiver there? So if you look at all of these things, I'm I had to put Adams in here just to compare and show. Uh, our viewers and listeners how much the difference between Thomas and Adams really is 
in terms of value and what the reality is and i mean i just i would sell thomas and get adams hopkins or you know godwin dj mode those kind and a lot of capital on top easy yeah i like it listen i do think michael thomas is maybe the safest wide receiver prospect we've seen in a while just because of the fact he produced there with a backup quarterback and teddy bridgewater the system's great so in my opinion he's pretty safe because even with the quarterback kind of Washington Marks, he showed he could produce with Teddy Bridgewater, who I think can start in the NFL, but isn't the best. So I'm not worried about the quarterback situation, although it has to be a down. What this is going to go down is the receptions. Dude caught like 150 balls. They did yeah, bring in Emmanuel Adam- Sanders, who's not bad. And Adams and Hopkins have produced with much worse quarterbacks than Bridgewater. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, those, those uh, players are not any slouch either. Yeah. It's just the Thomas value is just crazy. Because he had like this insane year where he was like 100 yeah. points higher than the next. So I think it's justified for him to be the number one. But if yeah. you can get like late first and a slight downgrade, because it's going to regress back to the mean. So I 100% yeah. agree. For, yeah. for my second sell high here, it has to be Devontae Parker. I think this is one of the biggest sell highs of the offseason. Honestly, you have to sell high on this guy. He blew up. Once Preston Williams went down, and so did Mike Kosicki, honestly. Both of them were in kind of consideration here for me to sell high on. And that's just kind of concerning. It took Devontae Parker for pretty much a depth chart without anybody to really produce. And honestly, it was nobody was there to begin with, so not. And think about it. Yeah. Preston Williams is an undrafted free agent, for you know Christ's sakes, okay? Mm-hmm. He isn't some, like, beast superstar. Now, could he end up being this next Brandon Marshall maybe like 1% chance sure maybe 5% chance he had a pretty good year before he went down with the ACL but I think his value went up because now he has Tua but I don't think he's that good and I feel bad because he was stuck with Gase all those years and he, he is injury prone too which is another factor too he stayed healthy mm-hmm. for his first time in his career and he did look good like Stefan Gilmore he tore him up week 17 versus my Patriots knocked us out of the first round by remember that have nightmares you always that. tears of gilmore i don't know yeah, him and Corey davis dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah d-hop gets held to like 20 yards but like Corey davis could tear him up for like 200 yeah. <laughs> he just can't play bad receivers <laughs> yeah i don't know gilmore. he probably thinks oh the smart thing for the receiver to do is this so i'll do this and <laughs> Anyways, listen, I I don't need to talk much about Parker because he's just such a screaming sell high. He was only good when there's no competition. Now there's more competition. And Tua won't sling it. Tua, I think, is the better quarterback and has that ceiling. But Tua is not going to sling it like Ryan Fitzpatrick will. And the defense yeah. has improved. and Much improved. The O-line slightly improved. But I still think it's kind of bad, which isn't the best if you're like a deep threat like Parker. So, overall, I think he was a one-year hit wonder. Could he be the next Robert Woods, though? It's definitely a possibility. But he's already a little older, 27. I'll sell for another player. Like, yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I agree on most of what you said. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I still like Parker as a talent. Maybe mm-hmm. there we don't agree much. But, uh, but uh, the situation, as you said, last year and this year is like totally different. The volume last year was just crazy. They had no defense, like. They, they were playing from behind all the time. Fitzpatrick doesn't give a, you know, fuck about anything. <laughs> no he will throw. Given. Yeah, given. No, he he he's, he might be the biological dad of Winston. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> and they they are the same. Yeah, they are the same guys. <laughs> you know, they will just throw throw around 
they know that the team have given them like full uh freedom do whatever you want to do we we want to get the number one pick so you can go ahead and throw all throw to our players to throw to the other team's players do whatever you want to so that's not going to happen anymore miami is in uh, i think they have done a good job they want to win now so they will play the you know defense and run the balls stuff a lot and that will limit the volume and again preston williams is coming back and williams is a good buy too i think people have forgotten about him and all the hype of parker mm. and gesicki is going around and no one uh, remembers that when williams was there these guys were not producing yeah definitely but with that being said that's all the time for today's episode make sure to um like on youtube comment as well it helps the algorithm helps us like uh, become more popular put these out more if you're on a podcast platform feel free to leave a five star rating and really help us out and make us more popular on there too with that being said we're signing off thank you thank you bye thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode feel free to leave feedback subscribe or check out our previous content and remember have a fantastic rest of your day